people say all the time, I'd love to get into the stock market, but it's too complicated. I wouldn't even know where to start. Well, with this podcast, there are no, no more, excuses. more excuses. This is Winning with RHK100. He's helping people achieve financial freedom. Dude's making millionaires out here. He's here to give you the knowledge and an edge to help you navigate the volatility in the stock market. Put your learning cap on, because he's here to drop the knowledge. Here's your host, the man, the myth, the legend, RHK100. Yes, you are now winning with RHK100. Let's start this episode off with a quote from one of my favorite artists. Men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. That came from uh, the great Jay-Z. And with that being said, I love earnings season because during this time, these TV analysts, writers, and media outlets are on the back burner when it comes to their opinions. And they don't have full control of the narrative due to the public seeing real numbers. If you don't know what I'm talking about, let me fill you in. Earnings season is when majority of the companies inside the S&P 500 and Dow Jones report their quarterly results with the public. During this time, investors and portfolio managers get to see an inside scoop on how the company is doing overall. So... For the past two months, the media has been bashing our banking system and scaring U.S. citizens and investors with their opinions due to a few regional banks who took on way too much risk without proper risk management. But I have good news for you. Our top banks are in good shape. And that's not just my opinion. The numbers are out and I'm loving what I'm seeing. J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo kicked off earnings season on Friday. All three companies reported strong profits as rising rates boosted their interest income. I was really impressed with JPM. Their quarterly revenues came in at $39.3 billion, beating estimates. Also, the assets under management was up 2% this quarter for a total of $3 trillion under the JPM powerhouse. The market responded immediately, of course, and JPM shares moved 7% higher, which was their biggest earnings move for the past 20 years. Shares are now sitting around $138. By the way, the RHK100 community we caught some gains off of JPM. We had a sympathy play for XLF. We had an option play. We'll get into options in later episodes. But we had an option play for uh, 200% gains. And I also swung a couple of JPM calls that paid 500%. It was a beautiful week. But back to JPM earnings. Jamie Dimon, who is the CEO of JPMorgan Chase, he is also the James Bond of CEOs when it comes to the banking sector, when he speaks, everyone listens about the state of the economy and the state of the consumer. And Jamie said during the JPM earnings call, quote unquote, the U.S. economy continues to be on generally healthy footings. Consumers are still spending and have strong balance sheets and businesses are in good shape. Personally, that statement right there meant a lot for me. I am writing off that we're going to have a severe recession. 
we can possibly have a mild recession, but us having a strong consumer and the Fed almost being done with this cycle of raising rates, investors should have higher confidence on what Jay Powell is doing. That's the Fed president, by the way, um, with raising rates and the future of America. We've been through a lot this year. We've been through a lot in 2022 and we continue to show our strength. So why wouldn't I be long America? Now, back to the Jay-Z quote, these lying men and women are running for cover because there was no crisis for J.P. Morgan or its big bank peers. Now, let's get into today's episode. I received a lot of questions about dividends due to the last episode. So we're going to deep dive into that a little bit more. Uh, Let's start with this quote. We all hope for capital gains, but the only thing we can really count on is the dividend. Again, let's, let's repeat that again. We all hope for capital gains, but the only thing we can really count on is the dividend. That was said by the great, not good, the great Warren Buffett. And when I think about that quote, it takes me back two to three years ago when a few members of the RHK 100 community, correction, not more than a few, it was uh, maybe 200 to 250 members, they made either tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and over like 20 people made at least a million dollars off a Deutsche coin. Um, We called it out pretty early. Uh, 2019, when Deutschcoin was 0.00019. But I'm not here to brag about that speculative win. I really think about one particular member who bought Deutschcoin a little later. I believe he uh, maybe bought in seven months after we originally called it. And he put up about maybe $3,000 or $3,200. And within an 18-month span, he turned the $3,200 into $850,000. He saw that a lot of members in our community made over a million dollars. So he was so caught up on reaching that million-dollar mark. Mind you, uh, his account was up $850,000 when Deutschcoin was at $0.62. Cents. So he reaches out to me and he asks me the golden question. Um, do you believe Deutschcoin will hit $1? I responded back to him and I let him know when it comes to your particular case, it doesn't matter if Deutschcoin hits $1. You're up over 4,000% and I'm willing to teach you where you should put that money if you make the sale right here at the 850 k mark. He then asked me for a brief breakdown. So I told him, okay, if you cash out on Deutschcoin right here, obviously you'll have 850K, but there's one problem. You will have to pay capital gains tax. It'll be 35%. So the 35% will be somewhere around 290,000. Actually, let me do the math. 297,500. So it would have left him with 552,000. And I told him off the 552,000, I can guarantee that you can make $85,000 a year off of dividends, but we possibly can get $90,000 off of the, of the $552,000. He then replied to me and said, you know what? That sounds like a great plan, but I'm going to wait until my position hits $1 million. 
And only because I knew he truly didn't understand the value of having that passive income. And also he didn't understand the risk involved on what he was trying to do. I rebutted him with a question and I asked him, what was his annual salary from last year? If he didn't mind me asking, he continued to say 70,000. And I then painted a picture for him that the dividends will cover his annual salary. And if he's comfortable living within that income range, he could technically retire and live off the passive income. Or he could continue working and bring his annual income up 115% to $170,000 a year. He declined, unfortunately. And when he reached out a couple months ago, his Deutsche coin position is now worth 70K, 70,000. That still bothers me to this day that he chose that huge amount of risk over a great passive income stream. So let's repeat that quote again. We all hope for capital gains, but the only thing we can really count on is the dividend. Man, Warren Buffett is a genius. I just want to say this before I get into the Q&A. And for the record, most of the millionaires that I know have the same mindset of what I'm about to share with you. So write it down and take it serious. Your goal is to turn earned income and capital gains into passive income as quickly as possible. That mindset right there will lead to early retirement or financial freedom. And most importantly, back to the Deutschcoin story, you will not let 700,000 slip out of your hands. So let's be smart, let's be real, and let's focus. The first question from our Q&A comes from Kyle. He asks, what percentage of your total investments do you allot to the different buckets, growth, dividend, ETF, others? I can find the individual stocks, but the better knowledge is how you set up your accounts. Would love to hear those thoughts. I love it. I love it. Good question. Uh, my ETFs and dividend stocks, last time I checked, represented 72% of my f- portfolio. 15% is allocated to growth stocks. And less than 3% is allocated to speculative plays. Um, the other 10% is cash. And it's ready to be deployed for potential option plays or a great buying opportunity. Hence, the seller, the bank sell-off uh I had cash ready to buy swab once it dipped under $50. So uh, you definitely want to have a little cash in your account when opportunities come around. I hope that answers your questions. And we'll dive a little deeper when we do an episode on diversification. Appreciate it. Next question. And this question comes from Amber. Do you buy your children dividend stocks through your brokerage account? And what are their two biggest dividend payers? That's a really good question. And no, I do not buy it in my brokerage account. My kids do have a custodial brokerage account. You can open up one of those accounts on Charles Schwab, and they are built for your children or your nephew, nieces, or grandchildren. And when it comes to their two biggest dividend payers, KYN is number one. Um, That actually happened by accident. When I was aggressively building their dividend portfolio, it just so happened to be my first son was one years old when uh, COVID took place and KYN was sitting around two bucks a share. So I loaded up just for him to have some energy exposure and it stands for Kane Anderson Energy Infrastructure Fund. It mainly focuses on North American energy infrastructure. 
uh, through midstream companies, natural gas. They have investments in LNG infrastructure, utilities, and renewable energy. So it was an energy play, but it ended up kicking out a 9% yield, which represents $0.84 cents annually, and they pay him quarterly, which means every three months. Number two will would have to be CLM, which stands for Cornerstone Strategic Value Fund. And the CLM ETF is Cornerstone's competitor to the SPY. It's a fully diversified fund that holds tech companies, consumer staples, energy, healthcare, etc., and it pays a monthly dividend, which I love, and it hasn't missed a monthly dividend payment since 2002. Now, don't just listen to me. Go to episode two and look up the dividend stock and look up the dividend history so you can see how they've been paying their dividend, how much it's been increasing. And that, that was a gem that was shared in episode two. But anyway, it pays a 18% yield, which represents a $1.47 annually. And I believe that works out to be about $0.12 cents a month per share. The good thing about CLM, they will be raising their dividend in the future again. And uh, this can easily pay you about $0.20 cents per share monthly. So I like CLM. I definitely recommend it. And I actually bought some for my youngest son this past week. It's simply a great monthly dividend payer. I hope that answer helped you out. Let's get to the next question. And this question comes from Nizzy. I have my first $10,000 in the SPY and BRKB already, and I've been working on my dividend portfolio for the past few months. I now have $10,000 in VYM, which is a quarterly dividend payer. My question for you is, when do you start to diversify into other dividend payers and how do you go about it? I love it. Now, that's a good question. First and foremost, you seem pretty young from your IG pitches, so I have to commend you on building a nice foundation. The second thing I need to address is the BRKB ticker for my listeners. BRKB is Berkshire Hathaway Class B shares, and it's Warren Buffett's company. I always recommend this ticker to be a foundational piece for anyone's portfolio, even though it's not technically an ETF. But when it comes to their portfolio diversification and their cash on hand, which is sitting at uh, $129 billion, I believe, nothing is better than BRKB. It is simply Fort Knox on steroids, and this company can withstand any economic storm coming our way in the future. Now, to answer your question, I believe you're being really aggressive with your VYM position, but I get it. Everyone loves Vanguard funds. So I can't fault you for that. Me personally, I like my dividend portfolio to be more broad. Meaning if I have $1,000 that I'm allocating to dividends, I'll be owning no less than four companies. And none of them would be in the same sector because I believe in diversification. If if I had $5,000, it would be no less than 10 companies. $10,000 would be no less than 20 companies. And that's the sweet spot right there. $10,000 allocated to 20 different companies would represent each company weighing about 5% in your portfolio. 5% is a great number and it won't hurt your passive income savings plan too much if any of the companies or funds cut their dividend. That's how my account is set up and it's been an absolute blessing 
not truly worrying about if XYZ is going to cut their dividend this quarter. I love it. I really appreciate you guys submitting your questions. Please keep it coming so I can address them on future episodes. And I want to give a special shout out to the April RHK 100 giveaway winners, Tiffany Lynn and Shaz. Good job. I hope you're enjoying it. And let's get to the most important part of this episode. I'm going to recommend a book. It's called Mastering the Market Cycle, and it's written by the legendary investor Howard Marks. This book will take your investing acumen to the next level. While this book is not for investing novices, I highly recommend it for the long-term investors trying to get a better understanding of how the financial markets operate and how market cycles evolve. I'm going to give you a fair warning also. The beginning of this book is good. The middle is a bit dry, but the end was a masterpiece. I can definitely see a few readers complaining about the overall message being repetitive and vague, but if you have experience with the market, the gems written between the lines can be an asset on your investing journey. Anyway, the kids, I'm sure you heard them, are trying to take down my office door right now, so I'm going to sign off here, but don't forget... Let's keep winning. Thanks for listening and learning with RHK 100 today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope you've gotten something useful from it. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest topics and trends in the market. Please check out his other episodes and visit RHK100.com to join the winning team. Come be a part of the RHK100 community. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram at RHK.100. And as always, if it dips, buy more.